0: Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. Fourth Wednesday of this series, it's already almost done. It's flying by, and I uh, heard great things about uh, pastor, Ma- pastor Mario's message last week on growth And we're going to go right into, in case just someone's here for the first time, you're new, you're visiting, you don't know what's going on, we're preaching about a a series called Right Comes Out Right, okay? Right Comes Out Right, that in the end, if you do what's right, right's going to come out right at the end. It doesn't always seem like it's happening at the moment, but doing the right thing in the end, it will come out right, and just the opposite of it as doing the wrong thing, it's going to come out wrong in the end. Can't expect to do wrong things and get right things but if you do right things, it'll come out right. And so we're going off the word right, R-I-G-H-T. The first one was respect. The second one was integrity. We changed it to instruction where I told that story about uh, our disciples in Costa Rica and that tragedy that happened. Last week was G, which is growth. And this week is going to be H, which is hate, which is something as crazy as that you'd think we'd talk about in church Especially someone who maybe never never been to church or never read the Bible and think, man, they're preaching on hate tonight. What is that all about? And we're going to get into that. So Romans chapter twelve, verse nine, amen. If you'd open your Bible up to that, we're going to start there. And I want to uh, get into. I, I really believe this letter and this word is going to is going to is going to show somebody something tonight that you've never seen. It's going to really help you because if you it, it, you think, man, this isn't an important letter, hate. I, it really is, because it really sums up everything we've been talking about, and I want to kind of give you some direction on this so you don't miss out on okay? So Romans chapter 12, verse 9, if you've got your Bibles, open them up and let's look at that. It says, and this, this particular verse uh, is, is important, it says, um, and this was supposed to be New Living Translation, but that's no big deal. You can leave it there. Um, I'll change that one word. The only reason I did New Living Translation is because it actually says the word hate, but abhor is the same thing. It's just an older word, and it's, it means hatred or to hate. So let love be without hypocrisy, uh, hate what is evil, and cling to what is good, okay? And, and the New Living says, love mean what you, love and mean that you love, okay? So we understand as Christians, we're supposed to love. We understand that God is love. We kind of get that whole love part, and that makes sense, and we think of God as the God of love, and we would never think that God would hate, but God hates sin. He hates sin. And, and, and we, we will not grasp this if you, don't, if you don't catch these first few minutes. I want to kind of show this to you in a way that you can hopefully get it. You, you, you say, isn't God love? God's love. God, God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. And we think about that part. Totally true. But is it possible that God can love and hate? Is it possible that, that, his, that both attributes of God can be shown in the cross? Okay? Both attributes. And it truly is, and I don't have time to get into this whole thing tonight, but I, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but it, this is the most important part, is the cross is the picture of God's love. But the cross is also a picture of God's hate. Hatred towards sin. Okay? And so this, this particular verse, this particular word, sorry, is in over 50 verses in the Bible. And I know when I first said this uh, a couple weeks ago and started this series and mentioned the word H, we might have been taken back, kind of like when we talked about the word stupid and didn't realize that that was in the Bible, Right? And then, and then we talked about how that particular word might not have been in the Hebrew or the Greek, but a stronger word was, which was, does anybody remember it? Brutish. Brute. And, and that was like an animal. And so when we look at these words in the Bible sometimes, we, we've got to understand that the Bible was not written in English. Matter of fact, Jesus did not even speak Greek or Hebrew. He spoke Aramaic. And so there's translations and there's... There's things that can be lost sometimes in the strength of a word. And that's why we have to study and we have to get a little deeper sometimes to really understand what it means. And that will make sense a little later. But when he says hate what is evil, he is literally telling us to be like him. Because he hates evil. And the reason he hates it is because it's the, it's the total opposite of who he is. Evil is evil disobedience. Evil is stubbornness. Evil is rebellion. Evil is everything contrary to what God is. And so the reason he uses this word is he wants us to be like him. And if we're disciples and we're like Jesus, then we have to learn not only how to love like God, but we have to learn how to hate like God. And that sounds crazy, but we literally do. And so um, David, I'm going to throw you off just a little bit because this is down, down a little further uh, instead, of, instead of in the beginning. But I want you to go to Isaiah 53, um, 6 to 9. It's in the list, but it's at the bottom. And I'll give you a second to find that. And I'm kind of going to change this up a little bit because I'm going to go to my last verse now. Because I feel like I need to really hit this home and get you to understand this. It will make everything else make sense. Okay, so the cross. I mean, you know, the cross of Jesus Christ is everything to our faith. It's everything about what we believe. It's everything of why we're saved. It's everything about who we are. And and a lot of people don't ever really get an understanding of what that cross means. And believe it or not, the the word hate is going to give us a really good understanding of what the cross means. Really good understanding, okay? So in Isaiah, Jesus is prophesied 700 years before he comes on the earth. And God shows us in these few short verses here... How much he hates sin. Okay? And so it says, and this is a picture of humanity. And right before we read it, let's just go back to the garden real quick. What was God's original plan? God's original plan was good. God's original plan was perfect. God's original plan was obedience. God's original plan was love. God's original plan was perfection and and grace and all these wonderful things in the garden. But what happened? He gave us a choice. He gave us free will. And he said, I want you to take this whole garden, but you can't touch that one tree. And what did they do? They disobeyed. They rejected his plan. They they were stubborn. They rebelled against what he wanted to do. And so as as they did that, as they rebelled against God and what God wanted to do, then he, in his anger, said, you are going to have to work now. Women are going to have pain in childbirth. And he began to lay down these things that were never a plan of his, never his plan in the beginning. He he had better plans for us, but we, here's here's, uh, Isaiah 53, we, like sheep, have gone astray. We, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned, some of us, how many of us? Everyone, all of us, to his own way. We have all gone our own way. We have all gone our own path. We are born that way. We are born to go the wrong way. Not because God intended that, but because that's what we chose. Our fathers chose that. Our ancestors chose that. Adam and Eve chose that. We rejected His plan. And so we've gone astray. And it says, and the Lord has laid. Now watch this. Here's where you see the hatred of God. But thank God... His hatred is not towards us directly. Okay? Without Jesus, without the cross, the hatred of God would be on us. Because we are sinners. God hates sin. And God hates sinners. People who sin. And so His anger is towards the rebellion of that. And so it says the Lord, watch what He does, has laid on Him who jesus see that's capital h he has laid on him the iniquity of us all so what you see on the cross is god is laying his anger and his hatred towards sin not on us but on jesus and that's why we should appreciate the cross That's why we should be thankful that God came down out of heaven and said, I'm going to put my anger towards somebody else. I'm going to put my anger on myself as God in the flesh. And I'm going to put the iniquity of all my people on on him, on Jesus. Know what it says in 7? He was oppressed. He was afflicted. He opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before his sears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. And look at the next verse. Let's go on to 9. 8 and 9. He was taken from prison and from judgment. Who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people, he was stricken. For what? For the transgressions of my people. For our sins, he was stricken. Amen. And they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death, because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. He said, I'm going to fix the problem of the rebellion of Adam and Eve and all of humanity, and I'm going to take my anger and my hatred of holiness and righteousness, and I'm going to put it on Jesus for you. So he can love and hate in the same attributes. from godly attributes at the cross his love was that he would do that so that we could be saved and not be on the cross where jesus is that's the love but the hatred had to go towards something and he put that hatred if you go back to verse 6 on jesus how many are seeing that his anger was on jesus instead of us do you realize that was supposed to be us Can you imagine, how many have ever seen somebody, how many have somebody in your life, whether it's a parent or somebody, who who you really were afraid of, fearful of, respected, and did not like when they got angry? Anybody? Imagine God. Imagine that person that you think of, and now imagine God and his anger. And why, why he would destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And why he would send a flood and wipe out the whole world. Because he hates sin. Now the problem is, this: if you don't get anything else out of this tonight, get this. Our problem is, as human beings and as believers and even now as disciples, is we don't hate sin as much as God does. Can I get an amen? That's our problem. Especially this generation. Especially today especially in the world we're living in we play with sin we don't hate it we play with it we we make games about it we we minimize it we don't we make it not to be a big deal and, and and we say well this isn't that big of a sin don't we and and the why i want to talk about this hatred and hate is 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 the attribute of god that he wants to have in us is that we would hate sin as much as he does and the way we will hate sin as much as he does, is with the love we have for the cross, the appreciation that we have for the cross. How many have gotten that so far? Okay. So watch this. In Psalms ninety-seven, ten. You who love the Lord, how many love the Lord in here? If you, let me see your hand. You love the Lord. You know how you prove that? Hate evil. It's easy to raise your hand and say, I love the Lord. I love the Lord. And we're going to get that a little more deep here in a second. I love the Lord. I love you, Jesus. I love you, God. You're so, I love you. I love you. I love you. We say it. We say it. We say it. But he says, if you love me, hate evil. Hate evil. He preserves the souls of his saints. He delivers them out of the hand of the wicked. So if you love the Lord, truly, then you hate evil. That's the problem. Too many Christians don't hate evil. They they love God, but they don't hate evil. Okay? Here's the definition of hate. An intense or passionate dislike. An intense or passionate dislike. When you really begin to see God move in your life, and you really begin to grow, and you really begin to to experience what self-control is, you really begin to hate things that are not godly. You don't you don't entertain it. You don't it, so think about this, it, has anybody ever done anything horrible to you or a family member or somebody that you know horrible, horrible, uh, no matter what it is, something horrible. Would you hang out with that person that did that horrible thing to you? Would you to your family member? Would you hang out with them? Would you drink coffee with them? Would you go fellowship with them? Would you do things fun with them? Would you would you talk to them? That person that that has done something horrible to your family member, then why would we hang around with somebody who has done something horrible to our Savior? Why do we entertain sin? Why, why in our minds do we categorize and say, well this isn't quite as bad as what other people do? Or this isn't that big of a sin? There was a message I preached a bunch of years ago, and I'm just thinking of it right now. It was, called, it was called Small Sins, Big Bondage. I heard John did something on Saturday. I'm not exactly sure what he did, it might have been similar or not. I don't know. But it, you take these. I took this. I did this at the home church in, in my church in Costa Rica, and you take this little tiny thread. And I've done it here. I don't think I've done it in this building. You take this little tiny thread, tiny little thread, and you wrap it around your wrist, around the wrist of somebody. And that tiny little thread, which could break with just which is like this so easily, represents those small sins. Small sins. That could never hurt anybody. And, and you start wrapping those small sins around the wrist, and all of a sudden that small tiny little thread gets thicker. And at one point, it's unbreakable. And, it's, and I had this guy in the home church, he's still there. His name's Johnny Frazier. He is a big dude. Big guy. And he I mean he's he's solid both ways, height and width. Amen? He's a block. And he had that, that, that thread around him and he could not break it. Everybody thought he was gonna break it, couldn't break it. Small sins, big bondage. So the problem is the reason we don't see victory a lot of times is because we're entertaining sin and we don't hate it enough. We don't hate evil. We don't have an intense or passionate dislike for the things that are not godly. Proverbs 8:13, look at this. This is a great verse. The fear of the Lord, how many fear the Lord? Two smart people, three smart people, okay? I'm going to wait till you get your hand up. How many fear the Lord? Don't make me call anybody here the the dumb word. Amen. Come on. The beginning of wisdom, the Bible says, is the fear of the Lord. If you don't fear God, Something's wrong with you. That's another problem. This, this kind of go, goes hand in hand. We, it's, it's a respectful fear. We should fear God. He, he's a big God. He's a powerful God. And, and too many times we don't respect Him enough. We don't fear Him enough. And so it says, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. So if I really fear the Lord... I'm not going to hang around with evil things. I'm not going to hang around with things that, that look evil. You know, the Bible says to abstain from the very appearance of evil. You know, that would help a lot of people. A lot of people say, is this wrong or is that wrong? And a lot of the stands that I take in my own personal life have to do with the fact that that's something, if the world looks down on it, why in the world would I even consider it? If the world looks down on it that's not even saved... Why would I even consider it? And so I stay away from them. We should stay away from those things. It says to abstain from the very appearance of evil. Hate those things. Get a, get a righteous indignation, a righteous hatred for the things that are not godly. And then it says, Pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth, I hate. Amen. I hate pretty strong isn't it a lot of people don't realize especially if they're new disciples they don't realize how strong the bible is but here's our problem again we don't take god serious enough we don't we don't realize that that he is a holy god that one day is going to stand we're going to stand before and and listen grace is great thank god for grace but today the problem is is people are abusing grace They're taking advantage, just like we do with everything else in the world as a people. We take advantage of things. We abuse things. We we take something that's good and we abuse it. We make it wrong. We do that with grace. And the reason we do it is because we don't hate evil. We don't hate those things that God hates. We don't have the character of God. And all these things I'm saying is to challenge us and to, to cause us to think about these things because it'll save you from some problems. Some of you are saying, man, I wish I'd have heard this message 10 years ago. How many would admit that if you, some, some of the things we're talking about, even in the last six months, could, could have saved you from a lot of pain? Could have saved you from a lot of mistakes? Okay? Now, let's go to Proverbs 6. I want everybody to go there if you have your Bible. And this is a good picture. Going along with this, there's some things. Now, now how, how many in here make mistakes? Okay, we all make mistakes. Romans 3 tells us this. For all have sinned. fall short of the glory of God. Okay? So the bottom line is we understand we all make mistakes. But when I hear that, I don't know if anybody else is like me, when I hear people say we all make mistakes, it seems like that's a, a, a justification a lot of times. It's a truth. Yeah, it's an excuse. We do make mistakes, but a lot of people when they say that, it's like a cover up because I want to make mistakes and I, and I want to use that as a crutch and I want to use that as an excuse for my mistakes. And, and that's not what God is wanting us to do. He, he doesn't want us to do that. He, he wants us to understand that, yes, we are human and, yes, we are going to make mistakes. But what God is looking at in our lives is that we don't have habitual sin. Okay? Once you find out in this church, once you find out in the Word of God what is wrong, you are held accountable now. Once you hear it, you are no longer able to say, I didn't know. You can't do it anymore. You can't play that card. You you are now accountable. And let's be real. That's why a lot of people don't go to church. They want out of sight, out of mind. If I don't hear it, no big deal. But once you hear it, you're accountable for your action. Now, God says, you heard my word. And my word is in you now. And, and the bottom line is, we know that even the Bible says that in, our, in the Bible says that the, the God's word is actually written, His law is actually written on our hearts. before we even read the Bible, Someone was telling me recently about how God spoke to them about something in their life that they were doing, and when they read it, even before they read it, they knew it was wrong. How does that work? How's that possible? How is it possible that even before I read something, I could know it's wrong? Because it's written on my heart. God put it in our hearts. As evil as we are, as sinful as we are, we're also born with a void in our hearts. We're also born with the law of God in our hearts. We're also born with the opportunity to know what's right and wrong. We're born with that opportunity to choose. And we're born with... That thing that even though a lot of times we say, is this right or is this wrong? Our spirit's telling us it's wrong, but our flesh doesn't want to listen. Right. Amen. And so we do it anyways. It's like when you tell a kid, don't touch that hot oven. Well, they, don't, they, don't want to, they want to see if it's really hot. And then they burn themselves. And then if they're smart, they don't ever touch the oven again. Right? But some people aren't smart. Some people like to get burnt over and over again. Amen. Some people like to learn the hard way. So look at Proverbs 6. Watch this. This is a really key here. God says, these six things the Lord, say it with me, hates. These six things the Lord hates. And yes, seven are an abomination to Him. Now, as we read these, how many have ever had pride? How many have ever lied? How many have ever hurt somebody physically? Okay, I'm going to, don't change it. I'm just showing you real quick. The things we're about to read are things we've all done. But what he's saying here, watch what he says. A proud look. This is somebody who does not deal with their pride. Okay, a lying tongue, not a tongue that is lied, a lying tongue. Someone who does not deal with their lying. They just continue to lie, habitual lie. You, you keep lying. God deals with you, you keep lying. Hands that shed innocent blood, planned violence. Things that you do and, and you don't care if you did it. You don't you feel bad about it. Next verse. A heart that devises wicked plans. Okay, Uh, that's that's not somebody who just makes a mistake, a a person who makes a mistake like we're talking about, who makes a a, a failure one day or a daily or or makes you know, these aren't plans, you don't plan wicked things. This is showing a heart that is not of God. Okay, a feet that are swift in running to evil. If we're if we're living for God and we're we're trying to be disciples, we don't run to evil. Right? This, is, this isn't a picture of a believer. This is a picture of somebody who is not walking in God's grace, who's not listening to his, his Holy Spirit. This is a picture of things that he hates that we shouldn't be doing. But this is a picture of somebody who is living that lifestyle, not just someone who just messes up, makes a mistake. And a false witness who speaks lies. And look at the last one. One who sows discord among brethren. So this is a great chapter here because it shows us some things that God hates. And so if we love God, then those things that we're talking about right here, we shouldn't want to do them. And if we do do them, we should be quick to repent. Amen? We should be quick to say, God, forgive me for that. I don't want to shed innocent blood. I don't want to be a liar. I don't want to sow discord among my brethren. I don't want to run to evil. Amen. How many are getting what I'm saying? These are things that God is showing us. Now, let me show you one more thing. Psalms 119, 128. And then i want to get to two verses that are really important tonight. Psalms 119, 128. Therefore, all your precepts concerning all things I consider to be right. Answer the question, do you believe that? Do you believe that all of God's word is perfect? If we don't, we might as well just Stop. But he says, I, I, I believe concerning all things, I consider your precepts or your laws or your word to be right. And look at this. I hate every false way. How many want to have this kind of character, godly character? You hate the things that are not of God. Okay? We know that his word is true. We know that his word is right. Now, how do we do this? How, now that we understand, how do we do this? Okay. I wanna, I wanna, I'm going to give you one more verse before I tell you how to do this. Let's go to Luke chapter 14. I'm going to begin to close right here because this is really important. This is a verse that we have all heard probably, and most people don't get it right. Most people misunderstand it. Most people don't understand what God is trying to say here because it's very difficult to grasp in our language. This has got to be one of the most understood scriptures. Now great multitudes went with him, Jesus, and he turned and said to them, watch this, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and yes, even his own life, also, he cannot be my disciple. That's a look how quiet it got. That's a tough verse, right there. Jesus wants me. Now, what in the world are you saying, God? Are you, do you contradict yourself? Do you, how in the world can you tell me to honor my mother and father and then tell me that I'm supposed to love my wife as Christ loved the church and, and I'm supposed to raise my children in the way of the Lord? And How in the world are you going to tell me all that and then tell me to hate them? But that's what we do a lot of times. We just read the Bible and we just go through and we don't really grab it. We don't really say, Lord, speak to me. We don't really say, Lord, what are you trying to teach me? Because a lot of times we're, we just go through the motions. Anybody guilty of that? But God is saying, I, I need you to understand, this is serious business. And, that, and this is why Jesus said that the road was narrow. It's a tough road. Because what he's saying is, if you say you love me, show me you love me. If, if you say that you're my disciple, show me you're my disciple. Act like one. Now, do we fail? Yes, but are you trying? Are we trying? Are we trying our best to live like God wants us to live? Do we, do we hate evil? Do, are, we, are we allowing God's Spirit to work through us? Here's what he says in this. Now, this is important. And this is why we are always telling you that you have to have a personal relationship with Jesus. Personal. Because what he's saying, now this is an important example. The, the word hate in Greek and Hebrew is not the, meant to speak the, what we see there of actually hating somebody because God's word does not contradict. Here's what it means. The word in Hebrew and Greek both mean the same thing. In Greek, it's Miseo. I don't remember what it is in, he, in Hebrew. It means this. To love less. To love less. Now read this again. If anyone comes to me and does not love less... His father and mother does not love less his wife and children. Stay over here, everybody. His wife and children does not love less brothers and sisters, does not love less even his own life. He is not able to be my disciple. Okay? So God takes this serious. How serious does he take it? that he would come down from heaven and give his life for us. How serious do we take Jesus' death? A lot of times not serious enough. Because some of the stuff we do shows that we don't really take it serious, that we don't really hate evil. But what we need to do is remember the cross. We need to remember Jesus on that cross taking our sin, like that song says, I'll never know how much it cost. To see my sins upon that cross. This is why I have to make sure that I love my daughters. I love my wife. I love my parents. I honor them, but I love them less than I love Jesus. And what was happening in the time of Bible times is, you got to understand, as they were transferring from Judaism to the gospel... Jesus knew that all these people were going to face persecution because instead of them going to the temple and sacrificing animals, they were now believing that Jesus had become the ultimate sacrifice and their parents and their brothers and sisters and their mom and their, their daughters, their kids, their family members were going to persecute them for that. So Jesus said, be prepared. Be prepared. That's why he says, if anyone wants to gain their life, they've got to lose it. And if you lose your life for Jesus, you will gain it. He's basically saying, anybody who understands the cross is going to make it. Anybody who understands that I I put all my hatred towards Jesus on the cross, that's what we saw in Isaiah, instead of you. How How many know that should make us fall more in love with Jesus? We can't even imagine in our minds, can't even fathom the anger of God. Can't even fathom it. I mean, try to picture Sodom and Gomorrah with those meteorites coming down from heaven. Fire burning up. The, the ground opening in one part of the Bible and 23,000 people going straight into their death. God sending a flood upon the earth. Say, man, what a mean God he's a holy God he's a righteous God and we don't deserve his love we deserve his what wrath hate judgment but he says instead of you taking that I'm gonna put that on the cross I'm gonna put that on Jesus Every time we go to sin, every time we go to make a mistake, every time we're tempted to do something that our flesh wants to do, can we remember that? Can we remember the cross and say, I hate that sin because that sin is what put Jesus on the cross. That thing I'm about to do right now, that thing I'm about to think, that thing I'm about to take, whatever it is, that put Jesus on the cross a lot of times the reason we live the way we live is because we don't really appreciate what Jesus did for us. But when we really fall in love with Jesus and we really realize how much he loved us, then we can hate evil like he hates it. Because it's tied to what put him on the cross. And thank God he went there. First John 2, last verse says, 15, verse 15, don't love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So what he's saying is we can't love God and love the world. Right? He says you're either hot or cold. And guess what? I can't answer that for you, and you can't answer that for me. I can't tell you, if you love God the right way or not. You can't tell me. Only I know and only you know. It's a heart issue. Do I love the world? No. Should we what? love the world? No. He says if we love the world, the, f- the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father but is of the world. And the world is passing away. And all the lust of it. But what does it say there? He who does the will of God abides forever amen amen he who does the will of God abides forever what is the will of God if we just break it down and make it simple to hate the things that God hates so as a Christian as a disciple as a believer if God says in his word something's wrong see this is why stay with me for just a minute this is why the church is being so divided right now the church worldwide over over a lot of things that are going on in politics and government and, and, and all these different things because we're not as a church worldwide we're not just saying this is what the Bible says we're trying to be politically correct, we're trying to say the right thing we're trying to do the right thing or the wrong thing but we're not going off of his word if we just get back to his word and say this is what God's word says and I believe it and I'll go to my death with it we'll please God, we'll do the will of God Amen. You gotta ask yourself tonight: Do I hate evil, or do I just kind of not like it very much? Or do you, hey, you gotta hate it. You gotta have a, a passionate dislike. And listen, we don't have to know. This is what's interesting: We don't have to be taught how to hate. We know how to hate. But what if we take that hatred that we have towards the wrong things put that passion towards the right things? What would God do? Because every single one of us have hatred in us. And if we look at the characteristics and attributes of God, it comes from God. But the hatred is supposed to be towards what? Evil. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. Help us understand this. Give us a fresh vision of the cross. What you did on that cross for us, Father. This is game time, God. This is, this is what matters. This is, the, this is the important thing that we're, we're talking about tonight. Lord, it's, it's so fun to laugh. It's so fun to, to be joyful. And it's so fun to fellowship. It's so fun to sing together. And it's so fun to do lots of things that we do as believers and as Christians. And But Lord, it, we've got to understand how serious the gospel is. We've got to understand how important it is that we love You more than anything else in the world. That's why God said, as your heads are bowed and eyes are closed, why He said, the greatest commandment is that you love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. That's why He said that. That's the greatest commandment. That you love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. Give it all to God tonight. Give it all to Him. Put it all in His hands. Say, Lord, I I don't want anything. Now as I'm praying, maybe the Holy Spirit will reveal something or somebody to you that is more important. You might not even realize it. But the Holy Spirit might be showing you right now. This thing is more important to you than me. You've put this before me. You, you have made this an idol. You, you, don't, you, don't, uh, you love me, but you don't love me more than that thing. You don't hate that thing. You don't love it less. And the Holy Spirit will reveal that to us. Father, I ask you to speak to my life personally. Show me if there's anything in my life that I need to hate that I need to love less than you. Don't allow anything in my life to be over you. Let you be number one, first in everything in my life. And daily, Father, I will die to that. Daily, I will crucify my flesh. Daily, I will learn to fall more in love with you and hate this world and hate the things of the world. Yes, we we love the people we love people. We want them to be saved. But we hate the sin in their lives just like we hate the sin in our lives. I don't want to be a s- sinful person. I don't want to be somebody who, who plays around with sin. God, I want to hate the things that you hate and love the things that you love. Thank you for the cross tonight. As your heads are bowed and eyes are closed, quickly all across this place, have you given Jesus lordship? Have you have you accepted that he took that hatred of God, that anger of God, that wrath of God upon you, the iniquity that is, was we were supposed to face with God, he put it on Jesus. Have you accepted that? Have you said, Lord, I believe that that's my salvation tonight? All across this place, how many would be honest and say, I haven't done that. I need to do that tonight. I need to be saved. Just put your hand up and put it right back down all across this place. I need that. I want that. I want Jesus. I want, I want the cross that cross is for me that that blood was shed for you that's me just put your hand up I need that I accept that I believe that I want that amen let's stand to our feet this morning tonight amen how many how many understand how serious the kingdom of God is amen do you hate evil I don't know do you that's, that's a daily decision things will be placed before you every single day and you got to choose am I supposed to love this, am I supposed to hate this Holy Spirit will reveal it to you Holy Spirit will make it clear to you he'll, 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 he'll explain things to you how many know if you'll ask, He'll answer Amen some things are obvious other things are more difficult to know but it all goes back to the cross if I get the cross right Everything else will be right. How many are thankful for the cross tonight? Amen. we're thankful for Jesus going there for you. Going there for me. Amen. That's why we wake up every day and we say, Lord, thank you for this day. That's why Paul said, I I die daily to that cross. I I pledge my allegiance to that cross. Because if it wasn't for that cross, I'd be lost. We're going to sing a song. Let's open up a... Uh, our hearts tonight, let's find a place to just talk to God. Maybe you need some healing. Maybe you need some prayer. Maybe you need a touch in your body. Just, just let's spend some some time in the presence of the Lord. It's early still. The presence of the Lord is here. The Holy Spirit's here to minister to you. He's here to fix you. He's here to heal you. He's here to touch you tonight. Oh, we bless your holy name, Jesus. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.